tell people too is like, I didn't start powerlifting thinking like, sounds bad, but I just didn't really, I didn't ever really think I'd amount to anything, but I was just like, I love working out. I just stopped playing football. I did a year of college football and I dropped out of college. There you go. And it was six months later, it was just filling the void of my competitive spirit that I had playing football, basketball, baseball, and track and field growing up. But I was like, I want to push myself, but I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think my lifetime goals, like I remember this brightest day when I was 19, I was like, my lifetime goals, I gave myself 10 years and I was like, I want to squat 800, bench 500, and deadlift 800. Because I thought, I thought that was, that was my limit standard. back then. But that was the standard back that, then. Like, yeah, that was that, that that back then. The that was, yeah. you know? Yeah, back then, like in 2013, 14, regardless of weight class, if you were pulling 800, you were considered top tier. Oh, you know? Absolutely. So I was like, monster. okay, okay, if I pull an 800 pound deadlift one day, then I might be considered worth, you know, relevant or like, you know, this will be impressive enough where I can be like, I can live with that. <clears throat> but body evolves. But then oh, yeah. throughout the years, you know, it's good to have goals and then you adjust and you evolve them as you improve or as things happen. Yeah, because I, I hit 800 and I was like, wow, I already hit my lifetime goal. It's only been five years. <laughs> right. How, like, how old were you? Yeah, when, were you, when did you uh, first hit eight? When I was 24, 23. How many years into training? So I've been working out since I was 13, but I started powerlifting at 19. So that would be like five good so years. So how do you, five, like, six years. what's your progress of like six, seven, eight? Like when do so you? So I, my first meet in 2004, I, it was at this gym called Downing's Gym. It's in Corvallis, Oregon. That's where I'm from. And I just did oh, it really? on a whim. Yeah. Oregon? Oregon. Nice. Good old, good old Damn. Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did the meet. It was kind of my first exposure to powerlifting in general. I didn't even tr like. Like I said, I dropped out of college, and then I think it was like that summer, summer of 2013. 2013, Just before boot camp? <laughs> no, let's say it's 2014. It was like August of that year. I did this meet, and I squatted. Oh, this is going to be kind of. I think I squatted four, 480 or 500 in wraps. And, dude, the people rapping me, it wasn't even really rap. No, it was. Because it was yeah. so loose that the rap was dangling by my ankle. You're based on the sleeve. I didn't you're, you're, even have any you're, support. No, you're basically raw, but it just I never used raps before, but at the meet, they're like, you should use knee wraps. I'm like, what are knee wraps? And like, some dude just starts rapping around me. And like, and I didn't know any better. And when he did a half-assed knee wrap job, I was just like, whatever. I'm Is just this gonna... how it's supposed to feel, Dad? And then like, the people were just telling me like, dude, like your wraps are so loose. I'm like. Is that bad? Like, I don't know anything <laughs> about anything. Like, it, let's say air breathe, like, you can move more. <laughs> yeah. More, yeah. more flexible. But anyway, so let's say I squatted 500 reps. I benched 275, and I dealt to 600. And uh, and it's weird. In high school, the heaviest I ever went was, like, 365, 385. But then I did a lot of power cleans, like, even into college. Like, I power cleaned. I power cleaned 365. So obviously. Ooh, what? No, it In was high like, school? Well, not power clean, but a full clean. Hand, king, so. uh, hand clean? No, in my off first the ground? year of college at 18. He made the rippage of the weight off the ground. and So yeah. did, did you catch it down or it was a power movement? It's like I brought it up and then I did a full front squat with it. Like, oh my is that called yeah, a full it's, clean? No, it's, no, it's, it's, a, clean. it's a full so clean. Like, it's a clean. I was cleaning 365, 370. So I had deadlifts that, that, that gotta That got to be an all-time record. Yeah. As yeah. a high schooler yeah. back then. 18, yeah. <laughs> Come and on. Then, so when I started deadlifting again, I think it's the strength I got from doing all the cleans for football. But then, so I pulled 600 in 2014 and then like, Six, seven months later, I pulled 700. And it was, like I said, it was all conventional. And it's like, when I pulled 600, I was basically rowing it. I didn't understand. I thought deadlifts was just your back. And yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't even think about glutes or hamstrings. Legs? What? And then, <laughs> what? And I remember, Did you even like, train that? His name was Ken Toot, and he was, he was this guy at the gym who kind of mentored me and, and trained me and coached me for years. Literally, like, two or three workouts, I went from 
630 or 640 to 700 because he taught me how to use my glutes, my hamstrings. I was like, how to pull slack. He was like, yeah, you need to get the stretch in your hamstrings. You squeeze your glutes and you kind of just lay press off the floor. Yeah. And I did that. And there was a workout where I'm not good at counting in general. Was it like, I failed algebra twice in high school. But like <laughs> he put it on 700 and he never told me. I thought it was like 650 or 660. <laughs> this guy. You love those moments. And then, yeah, yeah. And then I pulled it and I was like, damn, that's pretty heavy for being like 660. And he's like, well, that was it was seven. 700. And I was uh, like, yeah. was it conventional or some Yeah, yeah it, was it was conventional. conventional. Next level. And then <laughs> from there, I was like, I knew, okay, deadlifting, I definitely have an edge compared to most people. But like I said, for a few years, I hit that block because, you know, we all hit those blocks sometimes, but then you just got to. Like I said, I'm lucky that I switched to sumo because it worked out the way it did. But back then, I didn't understand how to brace. I didn't understand. Like, like I said, I would just let my my upper back really sagged because it it made it easy to break the floor. <clears> but then my position to lockout was horrible. I would literally be hunched back just trying to trying to finish my lockout. But I was definitely from the start. I definitely had some like potential in deadlift. Yeah. But once again, you know, you don't you don't know what you don't know. So like, I didn't. Even at the time, I was like, 700 is not that impressive. There's guys <clears> pulling 800. Once again, the Instagram kind of stereotype. No, yeah. Know. Well, I think just information in general also improved a lot. So, like, back in the day when you were trying to you deadlift, like, a magazine maybe yeah, there wasn't a thousand tutorials on Instagram that you could just go <laughs> at and be like, oh, I know how to deadlift now. Like, it, these it, five easy steps, and I'm deadlifting. You had only a few people. Efficient. Mark you have Bell. to meet someone in person. Yeah. And yeah, then they, person. they tell yeah. you the secret <laughs> yeah. You they have to have a real conversation. It's like... Yeah. So you had to you had to give what's his name Louis Simmons. You had to give yeah. him a phone call. And yeah. Then talk to you for an hour. Like he might invite you into the maybe <laughs> the, the West Side. Were you hardcore enough? No. Only if only if you were bleeding first when you walked yeah, in. Yeah, bleed on the bar. Go but through. funny, like you know, hearing Dan obviously two seventy five. What about like somebody like you? You competed one what fifty? So I've I've competed under one. F- <laughs> Lightweight, lightweight. Lightweight, under 148. Featherweight. 148 for, for, the long, for like a good year and a, f- a couple months. Yeah. And now when I switched to USAPL well, for the first meet, I didn't make a cut. I went in as a 150. I was weighing around 158, 159. So a very light 75 just because it's a two-hour weigh-in and I'm yeah. not going to. But, well, at first when I competed USPA, I didn't have to make a cut. I was that way. But over the course of a year and a half or a year and a couple jacked. months, I ate, not jacked. You got, just you got a little bit of I gained a little bit of muscle. So I've seen the photos. You're getting he did jacked. Some accessories. I appreciate you. <laughs> he pulls. Yeah, when, yeah. when he pulls, you, you, like, you train the muscles. Yeah, I need to get kind of big and ball gliding he does. Maybe I'll do my jacks. You look like a 198. I appreciate it. No, no, I don't. And then you see him in person, he's like, Where's the calves? <laughs> I, I, that's why I don't. I crop the you calves. Gotta, no, I got. I got to crop the calves. That's, that's a fact. That's why. You better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. What's the frequency look like for you? For me, um, so the, for deadlifts or like just like across the as board. As of right now, yeah. Something that's been working for me that definitely took my squat and bench and deadlift up was squatting twice a week, having one primary day, which is low bar, mm-hmm. with a bunch of volume, and then a secondary day at the end of the week, which will be either a high bar variation or SSB. Yep. Um, <clears throat> for bench press, I bench, uh, actually, th- uh, I bench three times per week. Uh, one, uh, two primary day, one secondary day, uh, with variations, obviously, like long pauses, um, bunch of volume as well there. And for deadlifts, twice a week, uh, obviously, I was I'm able to like handle a lot of like deadlifts. I could like I did I had a period during lockdown 
where I deadlifted like a lot of times, like mm-hmm. four to five times. Yeah, per week. you were going crazy. I was yeah, going that crazy, was and that's, that's probably why <laughs> my deadlift yeah. went from like four hundred five to like five eighty five. Yes, like, like in like three four months, just because I was deadlifting four times, five times per week in my garage during it's lockdown. Ingrained, it had yeah. no choice. Body had no choice but to forced yeah. adaptation. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I had not, I didn't have much equipment. I had, I built a platform, and I had only like six plates up to three fifteen, and had bands. And that's what I've used for like two, three months until I was out of lockdown and I tried to max out and I pulled like 640. And I was like, oh, I might sign up for me. That's when I met you. Yeah. And then you brought me in the team and I'm more than grateful since then. But and then I did your meet at Conch in yeah, February. Yeah, yeah. That's where I, I met this guy and he oh, handled shit. me. <laughs> and uh, he's cramping again. And, but um, since then I've been working with uh, Roman, like training with him and definitely learned a lot from him. I had to stay patient of the ground. Um, like tweaking stuff, understanding the, like my my, le- my own leverages, understanding the mechanics of the movement, and like tweaking stuff to be the most efficient as possible when it comes to like recovery and stuff, and training as well. Like he said, because at the end of the day you're competing and you have to mimic those things when you train. Yeah. You gotta take longer time to rest. Like you know, try to so it doesn't feel foreign when you come to the platform yeah. and actually have to execute. You know. Yeah, I think it's just it goes Definitely to show standards. Sir, you know. You got Dan, 275, yep. probably doesn't need as many, you know, training. Weight, like, weight, the, yeah, the frequency. If you're a little lighter, even though the numbers you're moving are fucking insane, you know, the frequency is a little higher. And even, I feel like for you, like, I've heard of other people who are doing even more frequency, but they're nowhere near the level you are with some of the numbers that you're hitting. Like, you know, they're, they're probably like intermediate, novice intermediate level, and it's just... You know, I mean, it, it depends on the experience, yeah. depends on the body type, body exactly. weight, just yeah, like genetics yeah. even. Exactly. Like you're you're somewhere in the middle. So like where do you I don't know where you come from? Low nineties. <laughs> yeah, this guy is like I'm in the low nineties. This dude this dude, I witnessed this guy doing two he did an SBD day and then a few hours yeah, passed by and he true. did it again. He like, did he did, I'm pretty sure he did an S B D day after his last meet. I did. He did. Yeah, he did he competed. He competed like two and, hours then he, later, and then he like, Maybe we shouldn't ask him because he's gonna people are no, gonna be doing no, multiple S B D days. What I told death. people is do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. You that's can watch smart. all I do. You could try it, you'll probably kill yourself. <laughs> but it's like I do what works for me. Yeah. I have my reasons for it. I also don't really care about lifting like that. But I do that for different reasons. I have I have multiple reasons why I do some of the things I do. So I can give you good advice. Listen to what I say. But when you go to my Instagram or whatever, see what I do. Yeah. Don't necessarily do that. Like that's that's good advice. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. I, mean, yeah. It's awesome. I can tell you how it works. Like if you're actually taking this shit seriously, but don't emulate me because yeah. I don't I don't give two shits about lifting like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, he's a medic in the army and he's training to become a freaking surgeon. Like, yeah. Yeah. That that's not his main priority. Yeah. That's like wild. I don't give yep. two shits about lifting. It's if like, I were him, it's I cool, it's fun. It's he's always around like, people in the gym and needs help. I'm telling yeah. you, like, you know. Tell him about the story. Yeah, the story, from the guy. Exactly. I'm going I'm to yeah. go to yeah. the bathroom real quick. It. Go you, ahead. Yeah. You tell him the story. Yeah, about he just posted it. So. The one kid from Kanchi just posted the it video. Went, it went viral on TikTok, actually. Yeah, they just posted do, it on TikTok. Do you have I'm a video? Like, do you have a video? It. Do you have a video we showed to the camera? So, the just kid who was doing squats at Kanchi and, and he his... snaps his wrist in half? It's not wrist. It's not the wrist. Yeah. It's the, I mean, it's the radius and the, the ulna. Those are the two bones in your, in your forearm. The wrist was fine. So, his bones here, they snapped in half in the middle. Which shows that just the bones themselves are weak. 
Because the wrist, if, if the bones were strong, they would snap either at the wrist or at the joint, at the yeah. elbow. Like, at a joint. But they snapped right in the middle. So, but I was not there. I was filling up on gas. I was suited up. He was there. They were just, yeah, they I were there. He was there. Johnny, Joseph was there. He's yeah. a, he's an RN. He was one of the buddies who was with me. Like, he was there to handle me for the meet as well. But he's an RN, so he was there. He was the first to triage. He was, like, the first nurse. But... He was one of the spotters with Dan, but they spotted and he was squatting and it snapped his forearm both clean. Like it's a closed break, but it was a full, like full break. He ended up with both a bones elbow. are completely broken. So the moment I walk in after I filled up on gas, I walk in in, a, in like blacked out in the suit, John Wick looking. <laughs> They're like, this kid, he just broke his arm. I'm like, I looked. I'm like, he did. He broke his arm. <laughs> Clean break. I'm like, I got an aid bag. I'm going to go back to my car. I'm going to get my aid bag. I'll be right back. Like, he's stable. Like, he's not going to die. Like, it's a broken arm. Like, yes, he needs surgery. But, like, I'm not going to, like, panic because he broke an arm. Like, sounds like a personal problem. Like, figure it out. So, I was like, I went, got my aid bag, came back, <laughs> opened it up. Like, we'll wrap you up. I'm like, I, I'm looking for my splints. Then I realized... My good aid bag that has my splints is back in DC. So this is my raggedy aid bag. Aid bag 2.0. It's like, so it's like for just emergencies. Like it had some good stuff in it, but like not relevant to him, like not orthopedic. So yeah. I'm like, I'll be right back. Cause the ACE bandages were there. Like everything else was there. I'm like, Joseph, like check his blood pressure. Make sure like he's actually like stable, like that he's good. Cause he was looking a little pale, like he's going to pass out. But that's also just a general response. Like his yeah, body's I mean, panicking. Just he just snapped his, like, it's a fight or flight response like that. So I went back to my car and I looked, I found a clipboard, a metal clipboard I had. So I snapped off the top, the clipboard portion. I folded it into a makeshift splint, splinted it's him, crazy. like put it in, like set his position, like set the bones, wrapped him up. And by the time, like once I was done, like folded it, like wrapped him up, EMS has arrived. So we're like, we explained the situation, like this would happen. We wrapped him up, like he's stable. They didn't even take it off, like, cause they they saw like it was done to, like, you're not gonna, an open break like that, you're not gonna, because they walked in with their little splints and like, ooh, we're gonna wrap it up. It's like, nah, I got it. Sorry, you don't. They should have just sent him home, man. No, I'm I'm like, I'm like, he needs immediate surgery. Like, he probably went straight to surgery, cause that's a clean break. Like, circulation will compromise. Like, he still had feeling here. So like, once I said it, I'm like, can you still feel? He did. So I put an ace bandage into his hand to keep that position. I'm like, keep sort of like. Light squeeze mm-hmm. on it, light, yeah. very light, like just so you can still sort of keep that position. And then they took him to the ER, and like he posted on the TikTok later, like they they did surgery, like said it to him. But yeah, that was wild. That was my that was like you could say my pre workout for the meat. Yeah, no, that was like, meat day. I got a call yeah, like from right Julius, like somebody was snapped their arm. Yeah, he's a member. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a member. Like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, dude, the, no, the video no, is no. like, it doesn't even look real, right? No. Like, it, no, like, I saw it from the side, and I just remember, so the first rep, it was, I could see the bar kind of sliding, and then Bring he, back. Yeah. he said, no, I'm doing it for a double, and I'm like, oh, okay. But I was preparing to like, possibly help him. Clean, like, snap. And, like, right as he got halfway up, I swear to God, like, I was just looking, like, at this angle, and his wrist, like, I don't think it touched wrist the back of fine, the... Wrist is fine, though, because it snapped here. Yeah. It snapped man. in the middle. So, like, all these people were saying wrists are broken, I'll weak like, wrists. Like, no, it's I weak know, bones. I know this guy. Yeah. You know yeah. So... I'll be like... That's my buddy. Oh, you know him? Yeah, I know him. Oh, man, yeah. Well, that's why... Well, we, we're wishing him the best. His yeah. wrist is hyperextended. But at first, I was like... Fix your diet. Like, do... 
your bones should not be that weak at that age. Like that's so not an like calcium like deficiency of some kind. Probably like a combination because calcium is like it's one of those things. Calcium, B12. you can take all the calcium you need, but if you don't vitamin have D. vitamin B12, oh, B12, vitamin B12 helps you helps the calcium Absorbs. to bind. Yeah. And then vitamin D helps to like overall like structure there. You need all your multivitamins like a full complex like. Kids nowadays, they don't take any vitamins. They take their gummy bears, and it's like, oh, I'm ready. Like, yeah. no, you're not. You're ready to die. But yeah, well, I mean, I mean, American I'll diets are like, really I'm, the yeah, most cool. nutritious. Yeah. Like, I respect their, like your audacity, your willingness to be a patient. But like, it's like sometimes it's like I'm training. Like I don't. But yeah, no, it's like the most impressive thing I thought was like for a dude who like, and I found out pretty quickly too. He broke it. You know, I'm not a surgeon. I'm not to be surgeon like him. But I was mm-hmm. like, I put two and two together. I was like. Something is not right. And like, <laughs> it looks dangly. He, and he showed, he obviously was mincing in pain, but for a yeah. guy who just snapped a bone, that dude is tough. He like, walked away at first, like, casual. chilling. I was casual. like, I think he realized what happened. No, no, he realized because, like, oh, and then he just, some, then, they, br- they took the bar in, and then he just walked away. And, and just, the craziest part was right after it happened, he sat down, and he pulled out his phone, and he's like, you want to see the video? I was like... <laughs> Yo, like, I was like, you know what, I'm tough, but I'm probably not that. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. That's like, that's, that's next, next, the sound of human yeah. bone breaking. Next level it's mindset. Sounded. Even in the video, you can see it, but the sound of human bones breaking. It's just like, yeah, that's one like, There's a right. lot of pressure that's needed to break human bones. Yeah. It's like, that's crazy. What, was it a lot, like weight wise? 495. 495. Four reds. Just four reds. No, so like the wrists are fine, like, but the push up. It snapped here. It has nothing to do with the wrist. It no, snapped yeah, it was right lower clean than I had thought. in the ulna like and radius. Movie. Like they broke the bones could not handle that the drive. Bit. He was stronger. Yeah. His muscles were stronger than his bones. Yeah. Because his muscles were able to push through, but his bones could not keep up and they snapped. Man, this is a weak bones. It's, don't don't like Maybe osteoporosis osteoporosis <laughs> is what we so see in like yeah. elderly people, like weak yeah. bones. Grandma. That's it. That's it, honestly like, like, yeah, like osteoporosis. I, yeah, I was thinking that because I'm just like, man, like I've been in around lifting for fucking over shitty a decade. Diets. And Nowadays, like, I've never seen lifters, that. I would have. All these people have guessed, shitty like, diets. They don't take care of their bodies. Like, you want to execute or perform at a high standard? Like, take care of your body. Like, strengthen everything. Like internally. Like. Even for the long term, yeah, like, you yeah, know, maybe like, you have no issues now, but it's yeah. like, I don't know, one of the reasons Where I train, like, it's yeah. gonna be there. It's like, you need to take care of your body. Like, I just uh, don't want to be a fucking frail, like, oh, mess 40, when yeah. I, yeah, like, like 40, that. 50, 60, even 70. Like, I don't want to be, like, helped around. Like, I, I train so, like, I can, like, live a better life. Like, yeah, it's the, fun to train, all but. All the respect to, to someone like Ronnie Coleman, but you see him after everything, it's like, He's he's broken. Yeah. But you see someone like Ed Cohn. He's in his he's elder like older, not elderly necessarily, no, yeah, but yeah. he's older and he's still able to like execute. I mean, because Ronnie, I think he, took it to he a He was toll. consistent. It's like, yeah. but then it's like those people like you push yourself to such limits, you break new ground. It's like, and there is a sacrifice with that. It's like you have to recognize like if you're gonna do something new that no one's ever done, it's gonna take a toll. Like whether you like it or not, you're not unbreakable. We're human as they say yeah you're gonna it's gonna take a toll on you and are you it's like everything has a price are you willing to pay you're gonna pay with blood sweats or broken bones or when you're 40 or 50 you might be a little broken it's like military takes a toll on you it's like but in other aspects it's worth it it's like but physically mentally it takes a toll it's like 
but I'm willing to I'm willing to risk all those things for for the end result for yeah. for what's after for for the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> On to a lighter subject. I thought about this in the yeah. bathroom. <laughs> well, as I was walking to the bathroom, who started with the rugs? Is Roman, uh, is Roman the guy or is it? Uh, hey, I, gotta give credit where credit is. No, 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 no. Roman? I am the. He has, he's the I'm mastermind the, behind him. He's the, the founder. I'm the, the man founder. behind the curtain, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I am the, the godfather, the, the if you will. Bill's the, uh, the, the, the show person. He's a silent owner. Yeah. I'm just the dude who's the low key. I'm always with them. I'm the puppet master. I'm not knocking the carpet because they all are. And then people just like put me in my DMs and they're just like, so what's the secret of the carpet? I'm like, it gains traction and you use it in a meet, so I guess it kind of. Yeah, adds I mean, up. it looks like, crispy. I mean, you no. look good while pulling. That's true. It is. It's specific. I only care know? about the aesthetics. It's like it looks nice. I can pull on anything. I can pull on ice. Like if you like, really like, <laughs> challenge me. You want to challenge me? I will pull on ice and execute to standard. Like it's not. It doesn't matter really what you're pulling on. It's how you're pulling. Mm -hmm. The floor itself, like the. The sum of all forces is straight down in yeah. the movement. Basic physics. Yep. If your if your if your forces lateral tension, lateral friction, or forces are out are greater, mm -hmm. you're gonna have slippage. What uh what was so going like, on there for on Instagram for a while? I know everyone was like giving you slack. About the rugs? Yeah. Well, he's and Aladdin. And I'm Aladdin. Wasn't Garrett <laughs> busting your balls? So, so no. <laughs> I mean, Garrett is just being Garrett. Garrett. That's yeah. Garrett. That's Garrett. Garrett likes to, I mean, Garrett yeah. likes to trigger people. I, I, I don't get triggered from that. I find it funny because, people, you know. I, it's also fun. It's, yeah. it's fun. Out of it, yeah. maybe I'll do business out of it, you know. Um, oh, no doubt. I, yeah, you know? No I'm doubt. Actually, Are you coming out with the Phenom rugs? We'll carry them in Actually, I'm actually supposed to receive the first prototype next week. So. Hell yeah. We'll test it out. Bring it in. That's going to be a game changer, bro. I'll be retail for you. We'll, we'll sell them. We got all, dude, half the kids out here are fucking yeah. using rugs, rugs anyway. carrying their rugs in. I'm like, fuck you guys doing? No. It's a business it's like, that it's I like, it's like a prayer rug. It's like, a, like, it's like a prayer rug. Father, forgive me for these games we're never seeing. Masses in session, bro. <laughs> the rug pull. <laughs> yeah, we have people freaking pulling the power bill rugs from the fucking where they're supposed I to be. I know, bro. We, we got them like some phenom rugs for everybody on each carpet. You want to use a rug? They'll be here available for everybody. Yeah. We'll bring Let them in. No, we'll carry them. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, but it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, people get so caught up and it's like, well, you don't see the work behind. Like, the rug is just there for fun. Like, I. I like it's it. It's like serious. it's cool. Like it's like, not that seriously. Like, yeah, does it help with your pattern if you're initially starting out? Like with your positioning? Yes. If you if you make an argument that doesn't, you're just an idiot. Mm -hmm. But it helps if you actually set it up correctly. Especially yeah. like but if you're training like a wood. If, if you need to depend on what kind of shoes you're using, <laughs> depending on how wide or narrow you are, the friction is relevant to you. So like, you pull on it in a meet. If it's relevant to you, do it. Yep. I pull it because it looks fun. It looks cool. I don't like. And I, I don't know what kind of weird stuff people put, what kind of bodily or non-bodily fluids people put on these platforms. I don't need that. Like, I don't care about <laughs> you, that. You like, got that new, like, crispy blue one out there? Is that oh, you? I got yeah. a new one. No, oh. today, Birdo, Birdo the Great, yeah. he broke in the new new oh, one. Oh, really? The blue one, the like, he's that one I gave to him because he's going to oh, be... Oh, man. He's going to be pulling in the clouds, but We've I got a new one. With the background? Damn. It actually... Uh, aesthetics. Uh, like it's aesthetics. Some, some person just asked me today. Yes. yes. No, it's like and it's shoes. like Derek. And Derek shoes. like said yeah. the one time he's like looks yeah. clean, looks crispy. It's like yeah, looks looks no, nice. No, no, wait, Derek. Yeah, Derek. yeah. It's like.
like as if you can match the outfit to the yeah, rug. Yeah, like it's nice. It's like, I'm, I'm not against but it. But it's like, what's your issue? It's like because clearly that's not your issue. You're just playing at that or tugging at that because you can't. You, what What are you gonna say? Oh, your pool is too clean. Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah, or I know. What? Like I know oh, it's too clean. You, you're hooking. You're gonna drop it. Oh, you're using straps. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna use. I'm not gonna do hook for more than one rep. But it's like yeah. hook is designed for singles. Like. Nope. I'm gonna strap up for everything that's more than one rep. But we then gotta talk about I will that. do my singles with hook after it's like yeah. and still hold on to it and not have slippage. It's like yeah. So yeah, let's let's hear it. So yeah. who all here uses straps? So I definitely So I'll, all of us. Alright, okay, good. I'll, 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 elaborate, I'll elaborate first in my view on this. So for years, <clears throat> when I was first doing hook, I would do a lot of volume with it. Like I used to do sets of six Seven reps with hook, and I looking back, I don't know how the hell I did that, but yeah. I did it. But it's because I only did, I would do one top set and maybe one back down set, so I wasn't doing too much volume. But now I do a top set and three back downs. If I did that all hook, I would be decimated. Like yeah, my yeah. thumbs would be fucking ripped apart, literally eroded into like I don't even know yeah. what shreds. So my rule of thumb now, and I've been doing hook since I was twenty, so I've been doing it seven, eight years now. So it's like I've quite a while. I believe. It happens at different times for everybody, but after a period of time, the nerves in your thumb just get more desensitized. Yeah. Oh, like, I it. even today, it's like I, so I do straps the first few sets just to like think about locking catch, my back in catch. and just to not waste away my hands. But then I do my last three warm ups. So I did 716, 825, and then 915 for three hook. And the first, the first warm up, it always hurts. Like, I don't know why, like, no matter how that, long that I yeah, like, it's the nerves. It's, like, it's, it's the nerves. Like, and then yeah. each rep after, it you gets better. Yeah, you don't feel like, it. Like, 825, I was like, oh, okay, it's a little better. It wakes up. Yeah. For the 915 for triple, it kind of, like, was just numb. Like, you, I could feel the bar was there. Yeah. But I didn't really give a fuck. Yeah. Like, it was just not So how does anywhere. it feel to, like, hook over a thousand pounds? Honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, doesn't. it, it won't. It, it feels the same as 900. Like I said, like, once I get a few warm-ups in, the nerves just go numb. It's just kind of a... It's a hard thing to explain well, until you've done it a while. I can explain it. Yeah, you, then you let's do. hear it. <laughs> it's one of those. It's not a grip. It's mm-hmm. it's a lock. It's a lock. Got to put that out. Hook there. lock. It's, it's the lock. Yes, it's in the original European Russian. Yes, they designed the hook for the most part, but they call it zamok. In that in in Russian, it's zamok. Zamok translates to lock. Mm-hmm. So it's not a grip. There's no grip, and it's it's a lock. Yeah. So when you set your thumb into a position, like you have the bar, you're setting it, and you're wrapping around it, and then you wrap around, under load, the knuckle, the, this bone in your thumb, the knuckle under load, it disengages, which disact like act, like deactivates the nerves here, so you don't really feel anything relaxes the muscles here, which relaxes the forearms, which relaxes the shoulders, allows you to isometrically stack, mm-hmm. but under load, it's a lock. The friction between these two fingers and the nail here, that's the only thing that matters. Like these are irrelevant, like is the outside friction. Here, it's just under the bar, the load, with more load, it's actually more technical, it's more locked in. So the weight locks you in. And you, so oh, hook that, forces right? you to be if more patient. If you have the strength to pull a thousand like, pounds, you won't lose it's it. It's not yeah, a yeah. grip like, thing. If you want to strengthen grip, do the stuff Abner does. Like do axle bar, Lego hands, yeah. deadlifts, or like stuff like that. Yeah. That'll strengthen your grip. Like hook is, it's a isometric. It's not. It's not an active grip. Grip is active. Mm-hmm. There's nothing active about it. Yeah. It's like, this is extremely passive. Yeah, you could actually have a shitty grip and still be yeah. able to hook a phone. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I, I, exactly. I don't want to test on my double overhand anymore. Yeah, because people I always, just, my double I overhand is that. like, 
mid four hundreds. Like, yeah, I, I can probably use them with five hundred, but done. I don't. To me, hook grip, like he said, dude, that's the most elaborate. Like, yeah. they, I need to screenshot after this video is like published. The thirty seconds he talks about it, I'm just gonna put that in my story every time someone asks about <laughs> just what. Link that in your bio. Yeah, link I'm gonna. It's gonna bio. be in my bio right. so that people. It's can like that meme. You it. gotta slap in the face. It's not a grip. It's, it's, like, it's a lock. It's like, like I know how to do this stuff, but I just don't know how to put it in terms like that. Yeah. But he, yeah. he does. But you and actually, you actually need no, practice yeah. before you actually start using straps. Like, right. Yeah, I think that's yeah, like, yeah. You need to build it. So that's where it's like, like Johnny Kaufman. You he need says to, he has bigger thumbs. But when he disengages, it sits really low. You actually have space here yeah. between the bar and the th and like that skin between the thumbs. Mm -hmm. When you strap up, or at least when I strap up, when we strap up, we're in a less advantageous position because the strap is tighter. Yeah. So it's it is an active grip. Yeah. Which makes it harder. I so feel worse with strap. Thing, so yeah. it's yeah. And you should. That's yeah. normal. Like you should, people but think people want to make it easier. No, but no it's actually make not. it harder for you because you're not going to lose it. It's yeah. actually make not. it harder for you because then you you actually build from it. You actually benefit from the strap. Like you can actually so then build when you take more tension off, though. Mm -hmm. You can build more tension by having a firmer grip. You're in a better yeah. position. That is true. It's it's you're gonna build a better grip with straps because you're actively holding the strap in place. Yeah. But then, just understand like. If you if you hold it loose, if you hold it like this, like some people on Instagram do, well, well like that has absolutely no carryover to competition. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to hold on to jack shit. Yeah. That way. That's cool. why I never. Cool, you did it. It's like you lifted a Yolo pool with pounds and straps and all that crap. It doesn't matter. It has no carryover to comp. Like cool. I don't even know what our absolute strength limits are. Like if we strap up like a figure eight strongman, it's like, but it's not relevant. It doesn't matter. You're competing in a sport where that's not allowed. Like why would you do that? It's like, you don't, if you need to know what your absolute limits are, you're probably a mentally weak piece of shit who doesn't even know, like, doesn't have any trust in their coach or their training. It's like, if you know you have a certain threshold or a limit, stick with it. Like, you don't need to, like, push beyond. You know what you're capable of. Save it for the platform. It's like, yeah. execute there. We see so many people nowadays that are pushing so much more in training and cannot get even remotely close to that on the platform. And then, then the excuses come out. It's like, well, yeah, you so had a shitty prep. It's like, don't, 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 don't blame it on, don't blame it on the meat. You had a shitty prep. You didn't, yeah. you didn't trust the training. You didn't listen to your coach. You did your own thing. Like, yeah. I just hate when people give the like straps as cheating thing. I'm like, guys, it's it a is tool. It is if you cheat. Yeah. No, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is unrealistic. You yeah. can't. If you can't, if you can do yeah. hook and you use strap, then yeah, it's definitely like it cheating. is if you cheat. If you set them so low, yes, it's cheating. Yeah. But it's not relevant. It's like no, That's, make it harder for yourself. Like, exactly. Because yeah. the fact that when I do straps, even we use straps that are kind of like Olympic lifting straps, because you know they do hook, so it kind of makes sense. But I purposely kind of try to latch down more because then I'm more bent over. So I'm in a worse starting position. So my posterior chain and my back, they're in a less advantageous position. So like, I felt like it strengthens those muscles a lot more. And then it carries over because that's, that's honestly like I'll never struggle off the floor, honestly. It's just making sure I, I'm strong enough in here to maintain my position, position the whole time. Yeah. So what's a good way to do that? Like when I use straps, not cheat it. Just like... Yep. I'm not, I'm not like cranking them down to where my wrist is like bent over, but they're not. When I do hook, I'm completely vertical. And when I'm with straps, I'm normally like, yeah. it's just subconsciously, like it feels weird not holding onto the strap, like letting it sit low. Yeah. So I always kind of am like this, which once again, it kind of cranks my wrist slightly forward. Yeah. And like watch your videos of like, if you do hook or mixed, 
See how low it does sit. Mm -hmm. Look at the bones yeah. here. See how low it sits. Try to mimic that. Not mimic that. Make yeah. it tighter than that. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Like if you want to use it, it as a tool to actually improve. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, if you want to benefit, make it tighter than that. Yeah. You don't need to be all, all the way, like, tight. Like, we're... It's not bench press. Like, you don't need to tighten up. But yeah. it's, like, tighter than what your hook is. I always see people, too, So then when too, you go like, to hook, it's, like, you're in a better position. Yeah. With you're, the strap, I don't know, like... For me, and I got this from Pete Rubish, like, yeah, he just puts, Pete Rubish, he, he's the man, that was like my yeah. guy, but like, he just puts the strap under one time, grips over top of it. That's I it. don't know about you guys, but like, it's when you see the people that are just like, half, oh, no, looping and looping no, and looping, no, and looping no, and they're, no. they're no, set up 90 that's minutes when it's, long. That's when it that slow. rolls, yeah. that's when it, it rolls, slow. and yeah. then it sits down, it rolls and then it sits down yeah. lower, that's but it also, it's a thicker grip, it's like, you're not going to grip that thick. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to do things to like these are tools to in your tool but to help you and you care about the lift and you're the competition well like do things that are actually going to be relevant to help you on the platform yep. like if you're trying to be aesthetic cool it's not relevant to the platform it's no that makes sense yep. so guys straps aren't cheating use yeah. them wisely <laughs> they are if you if you're cheating they are if you're yeah, cheating if <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not cheating they're a tool yep I'm going to get into some of the Instagram questions. Let's see what we got because we've been rolling now. Yeah. Crispy, crispy. Um, this Mike one's for you specifically, Roman. Yeah, <laughs> Where do you get your deadlift shoes? Borzovki. Oh, Irena. What are name. they? Uh, so in Europe, they have this style of wrestling called sambo, mm -hmm. which is <clears throat> just like wrestling, but the the shoes themselves are generally sold to like worn by people who do sambo but they're just leather shoes so irena she's the owner of borsovki the company borsovki.com underscore com the instagram handle but she's based out of ukraine my peoples but she makes the shoes custom like she, her and another woman the two of them together. That's it. Like it's a very small business. So you could buy them online. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. they we have should tag website. them in the description, Dave. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Here. Get the link at, at bortsovki underscore com. But they, they, but the two of them, they make your the shoes custom to your feet. So you draw out your feet on on a piece of paper, and get the specs of like the cross section and then the circumference of your actual ankle. And they'll make you custom shoes, whichever, like leather, suede, whatever. material, whatever I, color I combinations you want. That is next she level. She just made me yeah, another I, pair. She just made me another pair that are the Ukrainian flag colors, look, like yellow and blue. He made a Spider-Man one because he's... Damn. But I you like can do any design you want, cool, but right? custom to cool. your feet. Did you see them? And it's real leather. So oh, when you know, lace it up and tighten it, it's actually, it's not tight, but it's snug because it's made custom to your feet. So it's going to, if your feet are naturally more open... It's gonna stay open like that, but it's real leather. It it will last you a long time. Like it's not gonna get broken in three days. No, yeah. Like some other shoes we know, the, I've had the, the slippery the, slips. The, yeah. the, the, the notorious so like the overpriced. Because like, she only charges like ninety bucks with shipping. Well, now it's to the states. Oh, really? Like, oh, yeah. It's like might be a hundred, but even then, like shipping from Ukraine to the states, which right now in the war. Yeah. It's like she's still working. It's three she's weeks. It's three weeks ago, but she's still making shoes. She's still because now the network, like the the pathways are back up, where she can still like charge, like she can still make the shoes and ship them out. Like the shipping pathways are back up, like in some of the areas. It's still longer. It's that's, not the typical route, though. like because generally it was like after she built them. 
two weeks turnaround time, and there you have them. And I'm telling now you, it's like once three, you try them weeks. out, it's hard to go now back to three, something four else. Weeks. You've been like, using them? I've been using them for over a year now. and Some people use them for multiple things. Like Johnny Kaufman, he uses them for squats and I think bench, but like... Yeah. I only use them for deadlifts because that's that's, that's, that's the only, only thing, thing I I'm flat for deadlifts. Yeah. I don't I squat in heels. Same here. I'm not gonna I squat I bench in heels. Like I'm not gonna randomly start squatting and benching in in flats just 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 to do it. Because like, yeah. what I do what, what I'm like doing right now also, works. I'm not gonna change. Yeah. To I'm not gonna reinvent the wheel. It's like yeah. it's working right now. Making progress. Honestly, you I can... don't need faster progress. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like. No, I, I use a wrestling ratio. shoe. They're like a Nike. They're about to blow out from underneath me, but no, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look like, into these. They're just snug. They're tight. Uh, like yeah. you, you lace them in, you're not going anywhere. Like yep. you have some lateral support because that's what I like. They're yeah. built they're for your feet, and they're higher at, into the ankle. But they're 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 designed into your feet. If you want them a little bit tighter, well, then when you pencil around the sketch, like curve it a little bit, and they'll be a little bit tighter. Because leather, we know overuse, it stretches mm. out a little bit, so yeah. they become a little bit looser. So like. The pair that I initially made, the one that I used today, they initially were good, but now they're a little bit looser. So the pair that she just made for me, that they're on their way right now, they're a little bit tighter. So they're gonna be a little bit more snug for me. Yeah. Like snug in the sense that they're not gonna compress me. They're just gonna keep me where I'm at and it's not gonna feel loose. So, so it's like, just but fit. depends on preference, yeah. It's just, it looked good too. And it's like, but if you're, if you're pulling sumo, like, Stacked in a sense of force, some of all forces is straight down. You're not gonna really slip out. If you're slipping out of your shoes, if you like visibly watch someone like from a three quarters angle and you see their foot slipping out of their shoe, they have too much lateral tension. They're not transferring force effectively. It's like, one, the shoe's not helping you because you're slipping out. Yeah. Either you're too narrow and your feet want to go out wider or you just have shitty shoes. And it's like, you can't transfer force effectively. So it's like, Fix something, change something because you're obviously not doing it right. Yeah. So just buy these shoes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll she, t- she we'll made custom like, shoes for and it's like people will say like, oh, oh I don't really? want to pay. Oh, yeah, you're, that's oh, wow. They're not expensive yeah. shoes, but the quality is like unbeatable. They're handmade, custom made, yeah. real leather. It's like that's sick. You're not gonna like in America if you try to buy a pair like that, two hundred fifty bucks. It'll be more than more expensive than SBD belts. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. I feel like that's normal price range though, like ninety, a hundred bucks. Yeah, no, like yeah. that's a for a good pair of shoes. That is yeah. the I already put legitimate pair of put shoes. Like, yeah, that is the that price for anything quality. Yeah. And it's like if you're if you're even remotely competitive, well then like suck it up and pay the money. It's yeah, like, yeah. You do what it takes to like. You get what get you pay good. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll jump into Mikey's question. I know you mentioned that a little bit, so. We, we did kind of touch on this a little bit, but he basically said, you know, with having a plethora of barbell manufacturers, Rogue, Texas, now you got Kabuki, he think, or he asked, is it good for the sport? Do you think, pretty much, what do you think about, like, having different meats that use different bars? Good or bad? Good and bad. I mean, you can look at it two ways. Obviously, the Texas deadlift bar, at least, has been the standard for 30, 40 years. I don't, I don't remember exactly when, but around then. Yeah. yeah. I look at it as, like, you know, you look at any sport, like especially for instance, track and field, like they've literally done an analysis in the past. And Jesse Owens in 1939, he ran like 10 flat or 10 one on a cinder track with horrible spikes that were basically nails and like the starting blocks weren't even really supportive. And they compared him to Usain Bolt's 959 
And apparently, like, if he would have been under the conditions that Jesse Owens did, it actually would have been very close within one to two tenths of a second or whatever. So that's crazy. I didn't it know shows that. you that the or if you take Jesse Owens and put him into Usain, yeah, Ball, it like, would. Would he exceed Usain? Yeah. It's like, but that's all like theoretical. We can't really. We can speculate all we want. It's like it's, but it's not relevant. Yeah. But yeah. So in any sport, like, there's gonna be technological advancements, like track and field, the surfaces, the spikes, starting blocks, cycling, the bikes got lighter, the wheels got. Thinner and more every efficient. sport, so every sport. It, it, so in a way, it sucks, but then it's just probably just gonna be better for the sport. I mean, it's a nice bar. Like I use it today and at the meet, and honestly, it's got more whip. But I love the knurling. Like, Nerling's nasty. We're talking Nerling. about the Kabuki deadlift bar, Kabuki their new deadlift bar. Knurling yeah. is fucking insane. It's nasty, but for heavy, I'm talking about in the meet for like singles. It's it's top tier. I like it. Like it's gonna, especially with chalk. Like you're not. You're not losing. If you it. drop a if you drop like, a weight with that bar, it's because your grip sucks. It's Kabuki not because it's good for singles. It's it's not if you if you if the knurling is relevant to you, it's not good for reps. Yeah. But it's good for singles. Yeah, and but, I think. Nerling's not relevant to me, so it's like it really doesn't matter. It's like just it's, singles and kabuki and sushi but, Texas yeah. for a bag <laughs> Do your volume on Texas. If you can do it on Texas, you can definitely do it on a kabuki. Yeah. So it's like, just My, realize you have to be patient. You have to be technically precise. It's And I think overall, kabuki bars in general, like they're squat bars and power bars. They're very quality. high quality. Yeah. They last longer than other brands. I'm not like brands in general, like, so they put the time and the craftsmanship, and yeah, they're more expensive in some ways, but like, I feel like. Obviously, they partnered with USPA, and I feel like even like American Pro and even the the Pro sh- Showdown, yeah. like what Pro yeah. September meet, like, all the pros, yeah. they're all starting it's to jump on more Kabuki because it's just yeah. like no, the know. quality with but it's like it's also Kabuki's top. It's top one tier. of those things of you have so many the bars, bar, and I was talking to bar. Mike earlier about it because he mentioned that. Oh, I brought up a question. I'm like, I'll answer it partially. It's like yes and no, but it's like it's about money. It goes back to money. It benefits the business to make more bars. It's like you see the ghost racks. It's like they came out and blew up and made so much money, but it's like it helped the lifters, but it also made money for them. Mm-hmm. It's like they made this contract with Kabuki, USPA, because one, it's going to potentially help the lifters, but it's also making money for Kabuki. They, like, it's just, he's a, Chris Duffin is a genius when it comes to marketing and just like business management. Like, learn from him, like, emulate that. But it's like, is it helpful for the lifters? Not necessarily always because. One, they're not always going to have the ability to train on those things. Yeah. Well, you know Kabuki that now bars te- Texas is take six thing? to twelve to seventeen weeks to deliver. It's like, yeah, it depends who you are. Like some people, but it's like I know people like who have been waiting for the bar for weeks now, and they still haven't arrived. Weeks? It's the like Kabuki one. Yeah, yeah we ordered it. Like, like we had their sales manager email us, "Hey, we're going to have some of these bars available if you want them." I was like, absolutely. I yeah. put an order for two. That was like ten weeks ago. Right, we just but then got it's it. like, it's like, be be transparent about like, hey, it's gonna be a while, like, because people are expecting. Oh, we have it available. Like, well, no, they they have it they have available, and like it's set to later be available. produced, but yeah. it's not actually They're yet like produced. Pre-sale. You're like, pay, you're paying for stuff that's not been made yet, and it's yeah. like, well, yeah, you're making money, but it's like you'll get it. It's risky. It's a very risky position to be in business wise. It's like. Is it good for the sport? Yes, because you want to become mainstream. You're gonna have to open up to a wider audience. It goes back to multiple federations. Yeah. You open yourself up, expose yourself to a much wider audience, to the mainstream, to the general population. Because some of them see equipped lifting, they're like, this is badass. They see strongman, they don't realize that's equipped lifting. They use suits, they use all that stuff. They cover it up because they put the, the, the strongman shirt, like the the, the sponsor shirt on, mm-hmm. but they got all the special equipment underneath. Yeah. 
But it's like, people don't realize that. They look at that, oh, this is next level. Elephant bar, look at that whip, look at all those big wheels. It's like, it's the show. It's like, you're trying to sell it. Like, you want to become mainstream. You're going to have to make some compromise. And it's like, yeah. you want to be in? Well, you're going to have to adjust yourself accordingly. Like, you look at sports, other sports. The athletes have had to sacrifice certain things for the sport to progress. It's not always about the athlete. It's like powerlifting, they think it's about the powerlifter. It's not. No one cares no. about the powerlifter. No one ca you're not doing anything to change the world. You're lifting weight off the ground or you're squatting it and you're picking it back up. You're not doing anything to change the world. Like we understand training has its like psychological benefits, like health-wise, longevity, like life, but ultimately like powerlifting itself is not going to change the world. You're not going to make so much money that you're going to go into a third world country and make a difference there because we yeah. made so much money. It's like, but if you wanted to become mainstream ESPN to where like people care, you're going to have to like make certain sacrifices and adjustments and compromises with the public to tailor to them because you're a performer. Ultimately at that point, you're a performer All, like athletes. They're, they're performers. They, they do things for the audience. Yeah. That's why there's a crowd. Yeah. And it's usually you same, have to tailor same, yourself and adjust yourself to the crowd. That's why like people who are hyped, people like Alex Sider, mm -hmm. they get hyped. Crowds will love that. Yeah. Like people like Ashton, like who's just, just next, like tanks. It's like people like Dan, like yeah. thousand pounds raw, like, like things like that will catch the eye of the general public. And they'll, like, they'll stop and like think like, whoa, who's that? that's, that's that they have to do all these things to make the sport mainstream like and if you want it mainstream well suck it up yeah but you're probably complaining because you're never going to be good enough to actually be on yeah. that big screen the, so like that's a separate I feel like you need to have like a <laughs> like you gotta be good as at one thing i was talking about Abner, like it's not about having a big total that will get you mainstream it's more like the being good at one thing you look at you, know? you look at debo yeah, edward special. like he he's mainstream now because like him He's pulling stuff that, like, at his weight, like, no one else is like, what? What? No way. Yeah. It's like, they're doing things that are just insane. Yeah, it's typ it typically is, like, the people that kind of have, like, one thing that really stands, stands out. out. It's, like, yeah. unbelievable. Like, you and, and your dad. that's why there's a lot of like, hate around this sport because, yeah. like, why am I not oh, doing Oh, you're a one-trick wonder. I'm doing like, this. Yeah, you're just... not a total specialist. Yeah. Yeah, but the public doesn't care about total specialists. They don't understand. They don't, they'll never care. Because yeah. my dad will never care, like, and that's fine. Because there's life; he has a family to take care of. Like most of these mainstream, like general public, it's not relevant to them. Like police, like come through here, like whatever, like they'll see stuff like. But they also have to physically train for their job, so it's like they're more familiar with it, like in that regard. But like the general public, they're not gonna like. But these look at strawman, like whoa, like, yeah. they're actually impressed by that, like, but. They don't see the truth behind it, but they don't have to. And like that's that's the point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't the, the, you don't need to like be transparent for yourself. Like be honest with yourself, but you don't have to necessarily like this is the sport you're in. Play play the game. Like and then you'll win, maybe. Or just throw your belt after your lift. Or down. <laughs> just don't throw it at the wall, because then if you do it, I'll fold your neck. Yeah, do not throw a bell at my motherfucking wall. <laughs> do like Ashton. No, if I, see, if I see you do that, I will throw a plate at you. Because like, you look like a wall, because you're a little bit slow, and it's like you don't have functioning brain cells. So it's like, clearly I can throw something at you. So it's like, I'll do that. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, 
I like that. Throw a belt, we throw a plate. Yeah. Uh, well, but like, uh, Eye for an eye. <laughs> eye for an eye. So we'll get into uh, – I mean, we got to hit on this since you guys are all great lifters, but obviously deadlift specialists. Um, basically, they want to know how to optimize your deadlift when you don't have ideal leverages. Do conventional. Do conventional and then Fair do enough. more conventional. Like you're not in a position where you can optimize leverages. Like, so I how does funny he build enough, the foundation? How, but the, how does build he, know? he, he is sumo? He know? I know who it is. How he, does he know? He is sumo. Is he saying that because does he, he do conventional? He he's a sumo guy. I don't know if he's doing. I, I honestly don't know if I've ever seen him do conventional. Exactly. I think That's he like stop yeah. doing sumo. There do some go. conventional. Build up your foundation. There you go. Understand your own body. Then we can talk. Yeah. You're not in a position like. Like people want to do these technical movements that take years to refine. Like an Olympic snatch, there's like it's been broken down into eight parts, and each part has to be mastered before you can put it all together. It's like sumo is a technical lift, mm -hmm. if you want to call it a technical lift. If it's a technical lift, it's gonna take time to develop. You have to understand each piece of it. If you're asking me a question like that, you don't understand the movement as a whole. You're not ready for it. Sorry, but. Do some conventional, build up your foundation, train your muscles a little bit. Maybe after two or three years, we'll talk. That's my choice. Maybe they have other stuff to say, but I mean, it's true. Well, you got Dan. You're you're the you're the well, you're I, the deadlift I guess king. I'm kind of a hypocrite because I probably have the best leverage out of anybody here. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I said, I did conventional first, but like. You just gotta play with whatever style you do. You just got. It took me like several years of playing around with like my setup, like how I went about the lift, and and you still play. Really, you're still playing around. You still, yeah, still but even then, just stuff. now, he just said years. It took me several years. Yeah. People want this stuff in weeks, and months, and days. Yeah. No, it's gonna take years. Like, buckle down. Like, brace yourself. It's gonna take you years of consistent work in and out. It's like they don't want to do that. They want that quick. I need that in immediate. What's that immediate cue that's going to give me 50 pounds? Like, yeah. there is no cue. There it was one shortcut. Exist. There yeah. is no shortcut. Yeah. It does not exist. Shortcut you want a shortcut? Injuries. It's going to yeah. be a shortcut to the ER, which I will happily ER treat you. ER. But <laughs> I will happily treat you and take care of you. But, like, then I'll give you the boot and tell you to go do better. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, I think it's not as complicated. Like, I mean, there's, you know, people do stuff like pause, deadlifts, and uh, deficits. Those things, like, deficits teach you about leg drive. Like, I like, in the beginning, deficits taught me how to utilize my quad, or my, the stretch, because you get more of a stretch in your hamstrings because you bend over more, mm -hmm. and your glutes feel more firing. So, like, pause deadlifts and deficits can kind of help you figure out, like, at least how to do the lift right. But in terms mm -hmm. of leverages, you don't know. Until you do conventional, like, like I said, start off with conventional, <clears> but if you want to try sumo, try it. And just you gotta give yourself study. Like, you study, such, yeah. Understand you gotta give yourself movement. several months because like you're not in a few workouts, you're not gonna magically master no, anything. No, you whether it's and you won't know which one you're better at. Like exactly. it's gonna yeah. take months. Yeah. It's like, but then it's like go back, study the movement, understand the movement. How is it actually supposed to be? Like, why is sumo a technical movement? For what reason? Like, understand the mechanics of the movement itself because it is done completely different from conventional. Like yeah. the way it affects your spine. Your pelvis, like that is completely different from conventional versus sumo. And if you don't understand that, well, then you have absolutely no business doing a technical movement because that just sets you up for failure in that it sets you up for injury. You're going to do things that you don't understand what you're doing and you will jack your shit up. Yeah. It's like, 
One I'm not in the business me. of helping someone get injured. Yeah. yeah. It's one thing that helped me though for uh, sumo was uh, uh, block pulls. Block pulls. St- yeah. Start oh, position. No, that's always my go-to. Oh, for yeah. sumo. It yeah. helped me. Yeah. For it definitely don't have helped me to mobility, understand but. like to how to properly wedge your hips into the bar yep. and stay stacked in that position when you're not able to get in that position. So you get a feel of it. And also, well, you're able to load the bar a little bit more, so you prime your seniors for that. You can overload without sacrifice and you could use, and yeah. it, But you yeah. could use that as a secondary day, but still do your conventional as a primary yeah. day. Yep. You know? Or spend, spend a few weeks, not a few weeks, but a few months, work on your mobility. Yeah. Specifically, mm-hmm. not just hip mobility. People always think about hip mobility. No. Ankle mobility. Ankle. Ankle. Knee flexions, all that stuff. Medial, lateral, like ankle mobility, like ankle, like dorsiflexion, like, and. Very overlooked in squat as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's something people neglect. Like, it starts with your feet, it starts with your ankle. Like, hips, most people have the hip mobility for sumo, but their ankle mobility is shit, and they can't open up their hips and get into a position where they can stay, maintain that position. Yep. Well, it's like, don't, like, work on your ankle mobility. It's like, Work on your fundamentals. If you need to do ballet movements, do ballet movements. Find whatever works for you, improve that weakness, and then reassess. Go back. It's gonna be a learning thing. You're gonna keep going it's through it. It's a cycle. Like you're gonna you're gonna improve on something, but then you're gonna find out. Okay, now I suck on this. Now go back to the beginning and rebuild again. He's finally realizing he's better without a belt. But it took him a year. Which is very mode. quick. But Yuri it's like, mode. Yeah. It's like. It's, it's, he's it's getting me, like yeah. you are more technical without a belt. Yeah. Are you more powerful? No, you're not. You will be more powerful with Over a belt. Time. But you will compromise technical proficiency a little bit. You go beltless, right? Yes. So it's like, could I push more with a belt? Yes. I don't care. Can he push more without a belt? Probably not because he is so powerful Definitely. and explosive. <laughs> probably not. I'm not even so gonna powerful. test that theory. So because he's so powerful and explosive, probably not. No. But he's learned to use the belt to Prob- his advantage to exactly. remain technical. Yeah. What happens is people put on a belt and they the technique goes out the window and yeah. they're just like they're relying on, on the, the belt. belt. <laughs> like no, no. That's why we have the fundamentals. That's why we have the foundation. Mm-hmm. You develop that, build that, understand. Why the belt is there specifically for the deadlift? Because it's different than it is for squat, or oh, yeah. if you use it for bench, like the bracing is different. Yeah. How you set yourself is different. But it's like goes back to find what works for you. Understand your own body. Understand yourself. You know your body better than anyone else. And if you don't know your body, well, then I can't help you. It's like I'm very dead. It's well, speaking to a dead wall. Yeah, I know we're on a roll here, but we just there's so much good information. Yeah. So one thing I want to talk about too is now that we brought the belt up. Cause I get this question a lot. When should people start to use a belt? When should people start to use sleeves? That's like, like the main question. Age old like, question. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. when should they implement these things? Like <clears throat> for any of the beginner lifters out there, mm-hmm. is there a point that you would say like, all right, you've done this now's the time. Or do you think it's just something where it's like, you've mastered your bracing, you know, you've learned how to, how do you master understand? I mean, and I guess that's like part of it no, is so like, like you could brace better with a yes, belt and it's different, right? And it's a totally different thing. You can yeah. and you should. That's what I it's, personally it's a believe. Core, I, it's a core training. If you yeah. know how to brace. You should use a belt. Like, as a beginner, as a newbie, I think you should use a belt. We're not saying push the weight more. Yeah. Use the belt because it will it will teach you, it will remind you to brace. Yeah. It's a good reminder to train those muscles. It's like a physical muscles. cue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it reminds you to train the muscles to push into them, to brace. Yeah. When you become intermediate, that's, it's going to take years, but when you become intermediate, 
I, I invite you to take the belt off and play without the belt. See mm -hmm. what it feels like. Recognize, can you still brace without it? Yeah. Are you better without it? If you are, well then make the choice for yourself if you want to keep it off or on. But it's like, I think initially people should use the belt, use the equipment, because one, you're safer with it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Two, it teaches you basic fundamental things and reinforces them consistently every rep, every time. Because you can't expect a newbie to like brace your core. Like, to, like they, they don't know what They're that like, means, what? but you, they yeah. put on a belt, even they like put on a belt and latch it down. Mm -hmm. yeah. Push into the belt. Oh, oh that makes it like they, yeah. they understand that. Yeah. Like, but then once they do that, it's like, well now take up the belt, brace, brace. They know how to do that. Their body just knows instinctively. And it's like, at that point, then figure out what works best for you. Do you want a, a really tight SPD belt? Do you want a loose five millimeter Olympic belt? Do you want long, no belt? There's like, so much different Find style. what works for you. Yeah. For squat, generally, like most people are going to use a belt. Deadlifts, yeah. it depends if you're a technical lifter or if you're not a technical lifter. Because mm -hmm. you see Konstantin Konstantinov, mm -hmm. technical lifter, conventional. But beltless, because yeah. he didn't need it. It yeah. it would have been made. It would have made it harder for him to to move. Probably compromise his bracing. It actually compromise the bracing. Yeah. So it's like you find out what works, works for you. But it's like initially, as a beginner, yes, use all those I feel tools like the belt, in your tool belt. I feel like the belt. Don't is neglect the one. them. Don't the abuse them. Yeah. And that's yeah. what happens today. Is like. People yeah. abuse them. People neglect they them. On like, they buy inserts. And then it's like it doesn't like, benefit yeah. you. 315 like, squats. It's like it doesn't. <laughs> you know. You don't have a foundation. Build the foundation, and then and then go from there. Have fun from there. Yeah. But it's like you have no foundation. You're not in the business of exceeding anything. It's like. So you have not, no, no to jump off from. No right or wrong necessarily. Time. No. But probably just like when to implement it and use it strategically. I exactly. think right from the get-go, you can use it. Yeah. And then eventually, once you get to a point where you feel you are intermediate, go you, with some beltless know. work. Find out. Like, play with both. Yeah. Experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Allow yourself. That's why you have training. Yeah. You can experiment. You're allowed to make mistakes in training. You're not allowed to make mistakes when you're in the real world. Like, <clears throat> more relevant for military. It's like, military training, you can make mistakes there. In the real world, in combat, you can't make mistakes there. Yeah. Powerlifting, not the same level, but... On the platform, that's not where you want to make mistakes. That's Similar not where you want to try new things. Relatable. You see that meet day every all the time. People want to try something new, throw out something new. It's like, no, well, you this did. is not the day to do that. <laughs> well, yeah. you did. What? You totally adapted a new like form or something. When? What? On the platform. No, yes. I didn't. Yes, you did. I went back to what I used to do. Okay, well. I didn't do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I the only change I made is I didn't do volume before my top singles. Yeah, that's the only change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the technique. But it's like for myself, I also always train. Every meet is a training session for me. True. So look at, for me, it's like every rep I do in a meet is like I'm still learning to do better because I'm still a newbie at this. Yeah. I'm still learning. I'm not an elite in, in no way, shape, or form. It's I'm not at that level, mm -hmm. and maybe one day I will be in like five or six years. Mm -hmm. I'm being realistic. Maybe yeah. sooner, but probably not. And it's like every rep in the meet, it's like it's an opportunity to get better. My opener, the meet I did just now at March at, at Power Build here, is like the opener was worse than my second. My second was technically more sound. The position was better. One, because it's like the platform. Two, the bar. It's like it's just multiple variables, but it's like. The, the opener was just like test out like but like this the second attempt moved much better much crispier much cleaner mm -hmm. and the third 
Well, it was just a tease, so. <laughs> did, you see, you, did you catch everyone's reaction? Oh, my God. Yo, that was, I, I was, that was a fun reaction. Ground. Our video? We, yeah, like, we should, we should, David, we should yeah, try and plug it, that yeah, in. Yeah, plug that video. Of his, like, last, that live, like, Quasi's, like, that reaction. Initially, Quasi, like, you see his reaction initially, he's like, there's no way he's going to lift that up. And then he sees it come up, and he's like, whoa. And then, like, right at lockout, boom. And he's like, just like so sad. It's it like, was good. So that was really good. Time. just for him and for Nabil, I will redeem and yes, yes. open up with that next meet. May, maybe I don't know. Like we'll see. Like well, I won't drop my lift. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll hold on to it. I won't tease. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's just... also other reasons why I'm not gonna tease. So, but we won't. Get if into we that did much. it, I don't know if we mentioned, but this is an 800 pound deadlifter. So, all of these like tips and tricks that he's given you listen write them down implement them well they're relevant to anyone it's like yeah. especially it doesn't matter which bar you're using because if you want to be technically proficient you want to become technical stick with the stiff bar yeah like master the stiff bar because you you learn control it allows you to be more technical once you've mastered the stiff bar play with the deadlift bar but Remain just as technical and proficient and patient as you were with the stiff. That's true. It'll help you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Then when you go from a same Texas approach. bar yeah. to a kabuki, they, they have different keep approach. that same. Slow, load into it slow. Like, cause oh, I have extra whip now. I can go fast. No, that's and that's like subconsciously, it's like the urge to go faster yeah, is there just because the whip. I can just like boom. It's so much easier. No, fight that urge. Do what you did on a stiff bar. Take Slow, controlled, crispy, you're in position, and then go up. Mm. Do you ever think there's a point that somebody could utilize more of like an explosive start, or do you think it's always better to Not do... Not when you're pulling sumo. Sumo, you think always just a little Not bit slower. Yeah, because I was going to say. It speeds up as you're locking out. The only people I've ever seen. The more patient you are, the easier. Like, yeah, like sumo, I feel like 100%. You might be faster off the floor. If you're, if you're, if you're not in a comp, like, technically proficient position, you might be faster off the floor, but then you'll get to a point where you can't lock out. Yeah. And then you're going to you get it going screwed. quicker and you're going to, yeah. You, you screwed yourself yeah. over. Yeah. You lost the position. Cool. You got it up off the floor fast. You can't lock it out. Sucks to suck. It doesn't count. How did uh, Constantine, was he like more explosive off of the ground? Conventional is a little bit different. Yeah, because I was going to say the mechanics of conventional, like the, the way the hips are in the pelvis, you can fight through it. Conventional, you can see people grind through conventional. Like they get past their knees, they can really like slowly finish that, the movement and squeeze the, the glutes. Panache, like, yeah. You can go really like close. 16 slow. second yeah. pulls. He does like... <laughs> There's Dude. people who can take forever because <laughs> yeah. the, hips the, same on the, the hips are not in a position. bench and the lift. The hips are not in a position where they're RP6. not locked yeah. out. <laughs> However, with sumo, what happens is the knees lock out. When the knees lock out, the hips are stacked with the pelvis in a position where all the pressure is on the lower lumbar. There is no way you're going to good morning because yeah. that's basically what you're doing. Yeah. You're going to good morning that weight to finish the movement. No, the timing is synchronized. Everything locks out in time, in sync. You want to tie, like you want to do a separate movement like that? Do conventional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to do sumo? Everything locks out same time. Yep. That, uh, you see that with Dan so, as well. It's like yeah. It it locks out same time. If something's off at that much weight, especially with him, like even with, he's had mo moments where if if there if the timing was off, it throws you either back or like forward. Like it's it like, like today my eight, even. Eight fifteen set. Like yeah. one is because bouncy uh, platform, it just shifted a half inch, but because I was offset, 
When I went to lock it out, I had nowhere to go. Timing is a little bit off. And it's like yeah. the same thing happened with his in the showdown with his 1,000 attempt. It's like hips he locked bit. out, the hips locked out, but he was still forward and then dropped him back. Like, because that's a lot of weight. It's There's no room for error with, can't recover, can't yeah. with that much that. weight. You can't. Conventional, you can't. Like, you can recover. It's like risky, but you can. So it's like pick your poison, if yeah. you will. Yeah. So. Just probably final topic. We've been rolling here for a while. We're probably oh, yeah. making this two parts. <laughs> <laughs> but just I feel like this is something that, like perfect to touch on with you. Mm-hmm. Like where do you think, right? So like when we all like when me and you started, Roman, you started for quite a while ago. You you've been at um, it a while. Five years? You know, you're young, but two like and a half, three years. Okay, you're young. Yeah. We're about yeah, yeah, no, yeah. we're about evenly stacked. Right, so the old heads like of this podcast, five years, like three years. Yeah, like, I'm a, you know, I'm like we were talking earlier about. You know, I know when I was coming up, like. 700 was crazy. Yeah. 800 was like the dudes that were like Top untouchable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now you have like 800 is like almost if you want to be top level, like you have to pull 800. Yep. You have some of the guys that are pulling 900 that are absolute mutants. And now we have superheroes like yourself that are pulling fucking 1,000 pounds. Human right. right. What, like let's just, let's, you know, let's just guess or like let's just predict in another five years. What do you think, like, people are going to be sitting around talking about this new world record? Do you think it's, like, like, is, does the limit exist, basically? No, I think it's, it's going to kind of be, like, what you said, like, 900 is going to become the new 800. He's not the limit. And, like, I believe, I believe in a few years, Different equipment. not sooner, I'll get 1100. Like, I honestly believe that. Yeah. Oh, just oh, very getting 1,025, like, I felt like. I feel like I had 1,040, 1,050 in me that day. But like I said, I never trained on a Kabuki, so I had no idea. But I, I don't put a timetable on things. I just work hard, and then I slowly <laughs> hit PRs and stuff. I just – when it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Like, obviously, it's good to have goals, but I'm, like, honest and subjective with myself. Because when you try to force things, that's when you get injured. At your level, too, you, yeah. That's when you hit plateaus in training because you're no trying to do too air. much no. too soon. So, He's doing it right. yeah, I see in the future right. multiple people going over 1,000, just even not even in my weight class, even like obviously 242 with Jamal Browner and probably, uh, not probably, Yuri, but Christoph. Christoph is a Bayeki. He's from Poland. Yeah, the deadlift. What, what, is, what is he on his 986, head? he did a 242. Did but you, he just wrapped a thousand. He did a thousand twenty like, for like triple. three beltless. Triple? Beltless. But beltless, yeah, because he pulls beltless all the time. So. Yeah. What is he on Instagram? Deadlift. Is it Mr. Mr. Deadlift. Mr. Deadlift. Mr. Deadlift. Yeah, you learned that title. nasty. He's nasty. He's been nasty for a while. He holds the current all-time drug-tested 100 kg record. 81. Yeah. So back when he was natty, then he went on the dark side so so he's he's fully untested now he's yeah. on the dark side I mean, yes. like, but he's like, but that's you know, still he's he's right. it doesn't matter he's like, doing a triple just because, you, a thousand just because you start using stuff that doesn't yeah. mean your magic is going to progress yeah you actually have to he did put it right. more work oh yeah, yeah. when yeah, you're when you're on that side so no like, yeah because yeah no he's but yeah it's gonna get crazy, crazy. Like, i think and new equipment also new like i said the deadlift bar obviously the kabuki will probably change things and just like like we've all kind of mentioned like the resources but like, when I started in 2013, 2014, till now, like, literally, you, if you know where to look, like, on YouTube, on the internet, anywhere, like, you can find, like, how to squat, how to bench, how to deadlift, how to rehab from set injury, how to, like, yeah. overcome some deficiency. All the information is out there. You don't information even need to pay gains, for it. Information gains, for sure, You just yeah. need to, like, you need to know how to type in the right keywords. Just be resourceful, out, yeah. You'll yeah. figure out any problem you would ever have. 
And it's just about soaking in that knowledge and applying it. And I think that's what's, and that, that happens with training, happens with, like I said, health and wellness. Having all that plethora of data and information to like soak in, like it's gonna make it to where like we train more optimally, our nutrition's better than probably powerlifters in the 90s, early 2000s. Oh yeah. Like I used oh to, my God, when yeah. I started, like there was Dan Green who was jacked and yeah. like insane and strong. He's always been but jacked. But there wasn't yeah. a ton of people he like that. Stay yeah. Everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of powerlifters were kind of like Sloppy. Really they were sloppy. You know, because yeah. they're like, oh, I'm just about performance. But obviously, like, you go back to conjugate Louis Simmons, like that method of like, you have to be bigger. Fatter be the stronger. better. Yeah. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's well, like no, that's no, they're realizing that's no longer the case. No, no. You can be like a tiny Taylor Atwood and deadlift almost 800 pounds at yeah, 30, like 30, mid 30s. This guy doesn't it's make like, any sense. Freak of yeah. nature. He's an alien, dude. His, His hair is But is he? Too. No. Is great he? hair. That's the question. Great like, hair. Is he? a hard worker. He's been doing that for 12 no, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what course. I was going to say is like, is he an alien? He's not. Like he's just doing, he's not even touched the, the tip of what the human body is capable of. Go back to a show, Stan Lee. May he rest in peace. But yeah. Stan Lee, he had goat. a show, Superhumans. Yeah. He had people on the show, like people with show. extraordinary abilities, yep. like who could who have done things that are just like unfathomable. And like there there was this dude who hit him and his buddy, they were climbing the mountains and a boulder like fell on them, like a sledge of like a ton like a ton of rock fell on them. He bench pressed the rock off himself to save himself and his buddy. Like there's a dude who ran, sprinted past and beat a fire to like save someone. Like there's a woman who lifted a car to like save her kid. Like yeah. all these moments of like these moments of like extreme adrenaline, like fight or flight, like to its if extreme. You can un untap that. Can like, we really like that's like the question is that can we tap that? To what degree can we tap that? Those limits mm -hmm. in training at will and call it up at will. Cause that's all we're doing at training is getting to a point where we can at will call up what is in our body. Like and I think that limit will continue to progress, pr progress up. And because people are realizing, do we even have a limit? Like at, at yeah. this point, like yeah. you see 19 year olds, 18 year olds who are pulling 800, 900 pounds. It's like the, the human body anatomically, physically, like, does not peak until about 35, 40 years old. Like the, the physiological processes do not start degrading until about mid 30s to early 40s thank god i got so, a couple years so it's like a so couple like, years the physical peak for the human body is not until mid 30s for yeah. males like yeah. i'm not sure like for females it's about the same but you got these kids who are in their teens who have not finished puberty yet who their frontal cortex has not finished developing yet <laughs> like so it's like it's not their fault they're a little bit slow sometimes and do some stupid stuff so it's yeah. like yeah they still have a little bit of growing up to do but you look at them, if they stay consistent 10 years later, 15 yeah, years later, scary. 15 years of training, consistent progress, you're not going to stay at the same place where you are now. Mm -hmm. if, if I train for the next 10 years consistently, in the past five years, I've gone from a 500 to an 800 pound deadlift. In 10 years, am I going to stay at 800 or 900? No, like theoretically, like the statistics says that I will exceed a thousand in a matter of the 10 years at some point. Yeah. I don't know when, but it's in the books and statistics for the most part, I think runs the world. All, a lot of aspects of science, like life statistics just runs. Like they predict so much stuff in the world through statistics. It's like, trust it. Like it's, it's a matter of like, at that point, like it becomes a matter of faith of like, 
or do you trust, trust the do you trust the process? Do you trust the training? Like, are you going to like put in the work on your end? Are you going to hold up your end of the bargain to get to that level? Because you can get to that level. The only yeah. thing that's saying you're not going to get to that level is you. And if you don't, if you already said that, well, then you're never going to get to that because you've already stopped yourself before you even started. Yeah. So it's like, and that's the hardest part, really. Don't give it's up like on yourself before you've even begun. Like you didn't even start. Like yeah. you're you're 12 years old. Like you yeah. you have a life ahead of you. Like you when you're done, once it's all said and done, like you've you've done lifting. Like 35, 40 years, you've done lifting. What else are you gonna offer to this world? Are you gonna have a family? Are you gonna have kids? Like what are you gonna do? Are you gonna contribute to life in some other way? Like are you gonna be a an entrepreneur? You're gonna start a business? Like what are you gonna do? Like not saying that everyone has to because not all humans are contributing to society, but they are contributing in their local sphere of influence, whether it's just their family. Like it goes back to like suicide awareness. Like the people closest around you that you touch every day are going to miss you. Like, but you're going to have an influence or effect on them. It's like, as you grow and progress, like you're still going to have an influence or effect to some degree on someone or something. Yeah. Like, make it count. Like, yeah. Don't be an amateur. Don't be substandard. Don't be a half-ass. Don't be substandard. Don't be substandard. That's, that's the, that's the minimum. The standard. The minimum standard is exceeding the standard. That is the minimum standard. Exceeding the standard. That's what it means to be next level units. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect way to end with that profound statement from Roman. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, I appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks, this was a hell of an episode. All right, David's got something. Wait, wait, wait. What's up with the Oreo thing? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like to rock the Oreo single. Yeah, the Oreo single, that was game changer. Oh, yeah. It's that extra strength. I mean, Oreos are like crack. I mean, I can't. Yeah, that's you're right. not eating a whole. You're not not eating a whole box. Like you don't just eat five. Yeah. one box. Wait, you at don't a like time. Oreos? I like Oreos, but I wanted to know why you like Oreos so much. <laughs> I didn't say I like Oreos. I just Oreos are America. That's true. Oh, that's true. It's yeah, that's very true. You might as well have been wearing an American flag. Well, yeah, I guess it sometimes. Does. But there is like <laughs> yeah. You go to any grocery store. There's probably 20 different Oreos in the aisle. Yeah. Like, and they, you Oreos got double America. You got Halloween. Get yeah, Oreos are like yeah. truly like American. Like that's that is something that is one of those things. There's many things that are American, but yeah. Oreos is one of those things that is truly like completely American. Yeah. Like no other no other country in the world has a cookie like that. Yeah, that's why it's, we're. It's, that's we why are awesome. There's huh? levels to this. There's <laughs> that is levels why we're to this. Above <laughs> Oreos. Damn, but shout it's out to also Oreos. one of those yeah. things that's like Nabisco. It reminds Nabisco. people like, relax, like just put the cookie in the milk and just eat it, like enjoy, like relax. People take this shit too serious. Like, the Oreo singlet, Oreo cookies is like, I'm just here to have fun. Like that's like chill, bro. Like, <laughs> If you're strong, you're strong. You don't yeah. have to like dress up like a Darth Vader looking like weirdo. It's like you're still not that strong and your technique is shit. It's like Yeah, there's always a Dan Grigsby out there just ready to eat you alive. Yeah, yeah. Wait, lurking He's gonna come out in the shadows and just like probably many Danny Danny Grigsby. We don't even know I come out and say, Ooh, I did an eight oh four single beltless hook grip and then he comes out and does twelve reps with it. It's like Okay. I'm just gonna walk away yeah. now and do my little thing <laughs> off to the corner and just remind myself that I am not at that level. Final message: Enjoy your own process. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Trust your, your process. Yeah. Enjoy it. Trust yeah. it. Whether Stop you have a coach or yourself, yeah. like trust whoever it is that is guiding you. If it's yourself, trust yourself. If it's a coach, trust them. Like it's very simple. Like people overthink this shit. It's like, but don't shortcut time. Like. It's gonna take time. 
time is one of those things you can't like you want to you want to make something happen it's going to require time yep. years yeah. yeah i like that put in the time Pretty the nice. reward will be worth it oh yeah and yeah. if it's not well sucks to suck <laughs> <laughs> at least you can say you tried yeah that's true but did you though all right, guys. We'll get you on again. I feel like yeah. we can literally we can we have can do multi part series. We could have a full Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, I appreciate it. We'll get you up here. You guys come up all the time. Oh, yeah. I appreciate oh, yeah. you guys even visiting. It's great to have. This is a great gym to go to. I definitely yeah. appreciate. Oh yeah. It. Hell yeah, I appreciate that. Such so. a cool spot. We will see you in the next one, guys. We're wrapping it up there. Like, subscribe, comment. Don't forget. Turn on bell notifications. Yeah. Turn on the post notifications. Do we have a giveaway? Damn. Um, what is it? Don't be substandard, and I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking phenom. phenom. Yeah. Do it on both of them, and we're going to fucking send and you some you good lie, products. And if you lie, I will find you. <laughs> He's not playing, guys. You have to be a subscriber. We double-checked yep. that. If you're not a subscriber, you're not getting nothing. It's not. Yeah. If you're not a subscriber, that's substandard. <laughs> <laughs> we're out. We're out. Um, Peace.